0: Hello, 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 Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to a very special live edition of the Same Old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Oh, it feels live. like it's gonna it fit
1: live. You're yeah. you're
0: actually saying hello to the people, and we invite all of the people to join us by saying hello as well. Leave a comment uh, on the Facebook or YouTube or Twitter video wherever you happen to be watching the show this evening. Feel free to to leave us a comment and and say hi back to the brain, or you can also say hi to me if that's something that you're uh, really excited about. If you're not watching us live, you might be listening to us in podcast form, the way that you typically. Uh, experience the show or watching us on demand on Fit on YouTube. Afterwards, we're we're glad to have you with us here. It's been a long time since we've done a show, Brain. I mean, we've we've each done kind of individual shows, episodes of the monologue here and there, but it's first time we're back together doing a show in, in
1: a few weeks. What what have you been up to? What you been I mean, doing? I've been chilling. You know, I've been you know taking a break. Uh, but, but not really, I've been really working hard with the, you know, the, the day-to-day stuff that, that pays the bills, you know, the, the podcast not there yet. So, uh, you know, got to make the money. So I've been focusing on that, but things have been good. I've been staying tuned in, uh, albeit a little bit from a distance, taking a little bit of a breather. Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I've missed it and and I'm ready to, I'm ready to dig in. I'm ready to dive back in to same old dolphins world. Yeah, well, hopefully they're not the same
0: old Dolphins because, wow. and you know, we've been saying this now for for a while now, this team is trending very much in a direction that is not a same old Dolphins direction, which is pretty exciting. And we're excited to dive into some of this offseason stuff because it seems like the Dolphins are very well placed to make some moves this offseason it sounds like they're going to be active in free agency we're going to be talking about that today um and we're we're not going to get too much into the draft stuff because that's still a little ways off and we want to see how free agency plays off plays out first but we're going to be talking about tonight we're going to talk about some of the latest news talk about Kyle Van Noy. we'll talk about Isaiah Williams we'll talk about Jason Sanders we'll talk about Matt Hawk we're going to talk punting uh we're going to talk and of course You know, it wouldn't be a same old Dolphin show in the offseason if we didn't mention Tua in some way. So we're going to talk a little bit about Tua here today, and then we'll get into our thoughts on free agency and all of all of the stuff that is going to be kicking off here shortly, here as the league league year opens up in just a few days, we are days away from the free agent frenzy beginning. But before we get into any of that, I have to remind you to make sure that you are following both the brain and I on Twitter. You can do that. I'm at Amplified to Rock. He is at Aaron the Brain. The show is at Same Old Dolphins. So make sure that you are following us over there additionally you can go to facebook.com slash same old dolphins and give us a follow over there give us a like as well some of you may be watching the show tonight from facebook we appreciate that and make sure that you are also visiting dolphinstalk.com each and every day for all of the latest Miami Dolphins news and information it is your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins a lot of great podcasts over there, including our new DolphinsTalk.com fan series, which uh, three episodes so far have dropped. We've got a few more lined up. We're going to be doing some interviews with fans and, you know, giving Miami Dolphins fans just an opportunity to hear just a little bit about some other Miami Dolphin fans. It's a really cool uh, new Type of podcast that we're doing over at dolphinstalk.com that you know really not a lot of other people are doing things like that. So make sure that you're following us in all of those places and make sure, of course, that you download, rate, review, and subscribe to the same old dolphin show on Apple Podcasts. I think they I think their change is not subscribe anymore, it's uh follow now. So make sure you're following the same old dolphin show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere you can get podcasts, you can find us and uh, we look forward to doing that with all of you so uh brain let's just let's just dive right into it let's dive into the news and i think we'll start with the the kyle van noy thing because i think that really sets up a lot and we don't want to spend too much time talking about van noy now it's a little bit we've moved on from it the news kind of broke a week ago and you know we've a lot of people have talked about it but i think it is setting the dolphins up for what is about to happen in free agency. So the Dolphins, of course, moved on from Kyle Van Noy. He was one year into a four year, $51 million deal with the Miami Dolphins. He was going to be due another $12 million this year. But the way that the deal was structured, the Dolphins were able to move on from Kyle Van Noy without it hurting them too much in the pocketbook, without having to eat too much guaranteed money. And so that sets up the Dolphins with almost 130, or I'm sorry, almost $34 million Mm -hmm. in cap space, (laughs) not $134 million. We'd be in really good shape, (laughs) but uh, about $34 million in cap space. Um, And it it sets up, I think it was a surprising move. Um, One that I don't think is necessarily one that says that Kyle Van Noy didn't play up to his contract. I don't know that, that that's it as much as it's a situation where the Dolphins think that they can get comparable value from a comparable play from the other linebackers on their team without having to pay him 12 million dollars in 2021
1: yeah i I, look the i i looked at the it was definitely a surprising move first and foremost nobody saw this coming uh but it tells me one thing it tells me that they're going to be hella aggressive that it's just like this is this is what it means like we're like there's no doubt we're coming out to spend a lot of money this off season, maybe not quite as much as last season, but, but we're going to go out. We're going to be really aggressive because you're not cutting a guy that you not only just signed to a four year deal just a year ago, but who you brought in specifically to be a leader, to to build a culture and, and, and really install a defense. And he really played exactly up to his standards he had one of the best years of his career uh and from from a production standpoint i you know he he did everything that was asked of him he did it while playing hurt he was a leader on the on the field and in the locker room so to to cut ties with a guy like that uh to save some money just tells you they they've got intentions on not just you know shopping at the bargain bin they're gonna they're gonna go out and they're gonna spend money. They don't you don't cut a guy like that uh, to to penny pinch. You you cut a guy like that because you're gonna go after some big fish. So uh, does it mean uh, that that they're gonna go after uh, a Levante David? Uh, you know, uh, to, to just replace him and get an upgrade at linebacker with by spending that extra money? Does it mean they're going to divert some of the funds away from the defensive side of the ball and instead spend on the offensive side of the ball by going after a running back or a wide receiver? Does it mean that they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson and they're going to be using the money to go into Deshaun Watson's contract uh, and, you know, and this is kind of a way to brace for that without, you know, uh, cutting salary elsewhere. Uh, a lot remains to be seen. We're going to know a lot more in a couple days. Monday is the start of the legal tampering period. So you're going to have two days of where you're going to know exactly where the Dolphins are, heads are at. and exactly. I love, the, I love the name,
0: the legal tampering period. This is where yeah, the legal tampering period. This is where we're going to let teams legally get their hands in other people's business.
1: Yeah, it's it. it's a it's a strange uh, verbiage for sure. I, I don't know. They need to come up with a better terminology for it, but w- for whatever it is, it's exciting. I mean, whether you want to call it a, a moratorium on contract negotiations like they do in the NBA, or you want to call it legal tampering, it's got to be exciting because for two days, you're going to know exactly what everybody's top priorities are in free agency, and then the league year is going to start, and it's going to be that free agency frenzy. And then things are going to really start to take shape because then you're going to see not just what plan A is, but what plans B and C are.
0: Absolutely. And
1: so we're, we're going to find out
0: it's, it's not going to take very long before we find out exactly what it is that the Dolphins are looking to do in free agency. And, and as Brian Flores said the other day, he said he, he's put a lot of people got their thinking caps on, got the tinfoil hats out when he said that he's going to be singing that Rolling Stones song, you can't always get what you want. But as uh, as Russell Grace pointed out on Twitter, he said, if you, if you keep listening, but if you try sometimes, you might find you get what you need. So something to think about right there. Uh, moving on, some other news that has happened so far. This is uh, in this off season for the Dolphins. Uh, this was a move that was not a big, flashy kind of move, but the Dolphins traded their 2021 seventh-round draft pick to the Tennessee Titans for a 2022 seventh-round draft pick and offensive tackle Isaiah Williams. Isaiah Williams was a uh, he was a first-round pick, drafted 29th overall by the Tennessee Titans in 2020. Comes out of Georgia, SEC guy has a guy that a lot of people were high on, not everybody, but a lot of people were high on his talent. Uh, but he has had some off the field issues and some problems that have really, I think he only played something like four offensive snaps in 2020 for the Titans. So, and he was so devalued because of his off the field antics that the dolphins were able to get him for just trading a seventh round pick and got another seventh round pick in in exchange. So essentially the Titans just gave this guy away. So this is going to be something of a reclamation project for the Dolphins to see what they can do. It's really taking a flyer on a guy who has, is, is just proven that he's not mature and not ready to be a professional football player. So this is, you know, is uh, whether, is it the Dolphins taking a flyer on him or is it, you know, let's see if Brian Flores can get whip this guy into shape. Apparently they went to the same high school. So that's a, a connection
1: of some sort there. I mean, it's both. I mean, at the end of the day, the Dolphins were looking to add talent to this offensive line. It's still a question mark. It's still a work in progress. There were questions. I mean, there's still questions about, whether or not the Dolphins should take should draft Penny Sewell number three overall. If they do, is he going to play left tackle? Is he going to play right tackle? If he plays left tackle, is it going to move Austin Jackson over to the right side, or are they going to move on from Austin Jackson? If he plays right tackle, does that move, uh, you know, Robert Hunt inside? Robert Hunt. Most many feel like will be better as a guard, but he really showed flashes of being a really good right tackle. And he showed that he could really play the position. And I think he could be really good at that position, even though I do think uh, he could potentially be a pro bowl right guard versus a right tackle. I don't know if he can be a pro bowl right tackle, but regardless uh, you were looking to add somebody and you, you got a first round talent for a pick swap of seventh round picks. And you're paying the guy four million dollars guaranteed, uh, and you've got I, I, one thing that I'll say is, given the situation, what we traded for him, what we're gambling by paying him four million guaranteed, uh, and and I think you know most of that or almost half of that is this year. So we could easily get out of this deal uh, after one year if he just. Can't shape up or, or, or doesn't you know prove to be a professional. He can't get over his maturity issues. One thing that I trust is that Brian Flores, if 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 anybody can get to this guy, I believe Brian Flores will be able to to connect with him. Will be able to get him to shape up. I think what he's done in the first two years as a head coach here is. And you, you, you could hear it in the way in the interviews that the players give. You can hear it with all the testimonies from anybody that's been around this team, whether they're covering the team as a beat writer, whether they're on the team or coaching staff. Whatever is that they're a very professional bunch, and they go about their business very seriously. Uh, and it's a very grinded out pace. Uh, it, it, you know, they're not. It's not Adam Gase's culture. This there is (laughs) a legit there's a and it's not Joe Philbin's culture. It is a legit professional football culture there where they're trying to get better and improve and work hard every day and take their business seriously. And Brian Flores is a serious guy. And so I believe with what he's built here in the in the first two years uh, being here in Miami, uh, that if 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 he can if. If there's a way to get to Isaiah Wilson, uh, I believe that uh, Brian Flores will get that out of him. Now, whether that means that he'll turn out to be uh, a starting right tackle uh, for this team, uh, whether that you know whether he lives up to the the first round pick that the Titans used on him, that remains to be seen. But he certainly has the size and the talent to check all the boxes. If we can get him to buy in then there there's no reason not to take the gamble. Yeah, I agree.
0: It's kind of one of those. It's, it's one of those, another one of those low risk, high reward moves that the dolphins have been making recently. And hopefully this one will work out the way that the dolphins are hoping for. Uh, so there we are. Let's let's do a couple other moves that I want to talk about here. Uh, first of all, the dolphins extended Jason Sanders, five years, $22 million. He's with the team through 2026, the right leg of God is staying in Miami. I think it's something to be excited about because listen, when you got a guy that is as good as he is, you don't want to, you don't want to lose him. You want to keep him locked in. And the dolphins have done that, but they've decided that they are moving on from Matt Hawk. And it's, you know, it's, matt hock didn't have a great year this year it, it certainly he took a step backwards but matt hock is a guy that all dolphins fans are going to treasure for a long time because of
1: this play they set out the field goal unit Cork, the putter takes the snap and in the touch. to the end zone for the touchdown to the place kicker Jason. Oh, my God. What a very cool play. Watch, Hawk. There's nobody here. I mean, where's he going to go? Is he going to try to run this ball? Not quite. There's too many eagle defenders, but watch your kicker. Eh, I'm just going to block. No, I'm not. I am a receiver. What a well-executed play by this Miami special teams. And give the credit. Brian Flores has done this so many times this year,
0: just taking chances. Awesome awesome stuff and let's not forget he almost had a rushing touchdown this year if not for a stupid penalty uh, you know somebody failing to check in he almost had a rushing touchdown this year so uh Matt Hawk a legend in Miami the Dolphins Moving on from him, uh, they've brought in Michael Polardi, formerly of the Carolina Panthers. He's a guy with South Florida Connections, went to St. Thomas Aquinas High School. Uh, he missed the entire 2020 season because he tore his ACL uh, playing basketball in the offseason. But he's coming in. He's going to be the new punter. So uh, for the first time since 2016, the Miami Dolphins are going to gonna have a different punter. The, uh, the Hawk has left
1: the nest most legendary Dolphins punter ever. Is it Matt Hawk or is it Reggie Roby? Oh, well,
0: see, you get my nostalgia juices going. I think it's, I think it's Reggie Roby, but I want to, I want to put, pose that question to everybody listening. Who's, who is the most legendary punter in Miami Dolphins history? Is it, is it Reggie Roby? Is it Matt Hawk? Is it somebody else? Is it John Kidd? <laughs> it could be it could be oh man uh it's oh god i'm never going to forget that play which uh like, hey big e says it's one of the best plays ever for the dolphins and how can, you can't deny it right i mean it's it's amazing uh, and big e also says that roby reggie roby is the most uh iconic punter in Dolphins history so I respect I respect a a guy who wears his wristwatch out onto the field I mean that's 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 serious stuff Reggie Roby out there rest in peace rest in peace Reggie Roby uh and then finally uh the last thing we want to talk about before we get into the free agency stuff is Tua we got to talk about Tua I mean what kind of Dolphins podcast would this be if we didn't talk about Tua at least a little bit anyway the big news is that uh Tua really essentially got a vote of confidence in Brian Flores this week. Uh, Flores said in a Zoom press press conference that he was really excited to work with Tua. Uh, he, he's excited to see the jump that Tua takes from year one to year two. He's really, you know, excited to get him in some uh, in with the OTAs and getting more reps and get more repetitions, just like any player. He's really excited to him. He sat down and had lunch with him and, and, and essentially gave him the vote of confidence. And, and that led a lot of people to really be, super excited. And, and to think that this was Brian Flores saying, this is our guy. And I don't know that I read that much into it because I think this is Brian Flores developing a healthy relationship as well as he possibly can with the guy that is currently his quarterback. But there was nothing about any of that stuff that indicates that the Dolphins aren't also working behind the scenes to make a move for another quarterback right and and you, you by now everybody knows what that move might be it is a conversation that might be happening and and as uh as uh, Armando Salguero said in in the piece that he wrote this week for the Miami Herald he said nobody has specifically said and and, and tried to nail down Brian Flores to unequivocally say that Tua Tagovailoa is going to be the starting quarterback for this team next year so i'm not trying to say that he's not going to be i'm just saying that while I think Brian Flores is doing everything that a head coach is supposed to do in relation to Tua, talking to him, building him up, trying to hype him up, even though all of this other stuff might go on, because what happens if the Dolphins can't make a trade happen? Tua is their guy. And I, like I said all, all along, I'm a hundred percent on board with Tua as our starting quarterback. And I'm a hundred percent on board with Deshaun Watson as their starting quarterback, whoever it is. I've got confidence that the dolphins are going to get good play from the quarterback position going forward this season. I'm just saying, I'm not convinced that Brian Flores has unequivocally put this thing to bed. No. And you, and you
1: shouldn't be because what do you, what is he going to do? like, the worst thing that brian flores can do is not show com- confidence in tua right now and tip right. the dolphin's hand exactly. if you're going to tip your hand in one way you got to tip your hand to the guy that's on your team you can't really even say much about deshaun watson because we're not even in the legal tampering period you can't he's on another person's team you can't really say anything about them all you can do is is talk about the guys that are on your team and if you're going to talk about the guys that are on your team you should talk about them in in glowing fashion and you should have their back and you should you know show your confidence in them to the media especially if you're potentially going to be trading for his replacement because if you don't show confidence in him then houston knows hey the dolphins don't have confidence in tua let's be patient. The, the Dolphins, they don't have confidence in their guy. We, we can get them to, to give up three first round picks uh, for, for Deshaun Watson. At the end of the day, this is a poker match. And that report that came out uh, from whether I think it was Barry Jackson and Armando Salguero that said bo- both of them from independent sources said that uh, there are whispers that the Dolphins are all in on Deshaun Watson. Part of me was like excited because it's like, hey, it would be really cool if if we were able to make that happen. But part of me was like, damn it, I don't want that news coming out because that's not going to help things. What we need is the most news about Tua being the guy and Brian Flores being excited about Tua. And look that's all good regardless of what happens because the fact that Tua is putting in the work, the fact that Brian Flores, I believe that Brian Flores is both 100% being honest that he is excited to work with Tua. And he is excited to see the jump from year to one in year two. And at the same time, I think in the back of his head, he's also thinking, Hey, if we can get Deshaun Watson and we can make this deal work and it makes sense from a, from a trade capital standpoint, then I'm absolutely all for it. I think both things can be absolutely true, but the one thing that he has to do is he has to have his quarterbacks back. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And the other side of that coin is if the dolphins do bring in Deshaun Watson and you want to, and you you got to find someplace else for Tua to go, you want to make him as valuable an asset as you can. And, and, you know, bigging him up that way is equally important. So anyway, we're, I don't know that we're going to get a whole lot of information about that move anytime soon because the Houston Texans continue to stonewall the whole thing. And they're saying that they are not moving on and that here is no other option. So the, the, the Texans are doing their thing. So I think that's going to play out. It's going to take a little while for that to play out, but uh, you know, the dolphins are moving ahead with Tua for now because it's the only thing that they can do at the moment. And it's the right thing to do. And, uh, you know, frankly, I think it's a good thing to do. So we're going to get into our talk about free agency. But we can't do that quite yet. Because first, I've got to tell you something, Brain. Oh? St. Patty's Day is for pubs, not pubes. (laughs) Manscaped is the global leader for below-the-waist grooming. And they sponsored the same old dolphin show to ensure that you have the best tools for your ball trimming experience. You know what I mean, brain? I know what you mean. You, you gotta, you, you gotta, gotta have, have the right tools for the job. You gotta have the right tools for your tool. For, uh, and for your family jewels. For your tools and, listen, and your family jewels. Brain, if you are planning on getting lucky, this St. Patty's, then you might as well, Use the promo code dolphins talk at manscaped.com and get 20% off and free international shipping. So, if you live on the Emerald Isle, Manscaped will ship to you there and they'll ship it to you for free if you use the promo code dolphins talk. So, you and your partner will get lucky. All right, because Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0 will showcase your pot of gold, if you know what I mean, like no other. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. And if you're really if you're feeling frisky, you can also get festive and safely shave a shamrock in your pubes. If you want to, if you're feeling frisky. So kick off your St. Patrick's Day right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DOLPHINSTALK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code Talk. There's gold at the end of the rainbow with Manscaped. It's free agency time, baby. We got to talk about some free agents here. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Free agency. The uh, NFL has officially set the salary cap for 2021 at $182.5 million. The Dolphins have $33.5 million in cap space. That is seventh in the entire NFL, which is one of the reasons why anytime time you hear somebody is going to hit free agency and doesn't get the franchise tag, you hear the Miami Dolphins have interest in player for just about every single free agent brain let's talk about the positions that the dolphins have the biggest need at when it comes to free agency for me obviously the skill positions running back wide receiver those are big ones i think you could also say center um on the defensive side of the ball i think the dolphins could use another edge guy they obviously they i think they want to flush out the linebacker core and they maybe want to find you know Somebody else in st- at safety as well, but those are those are the big needs. Is there anything in their brain that you think is the most important
1: area for the Dolphins? Well, look, a lot has been made about you know the the offense's ineptitude, the the lack of separation from the wide receivers, and the need for Miami to really remake their wide receivers room. A lot has been talked about. How Miami is going to target a wide receiver early in the draft? They may even target multiple receivers uh, in the first, you know, in the first two days of the draft. Uh, and they've been linked to a couple of big-time uh, free agent wide receivers. So, uh, look, you'd be crazy to think that Miami isn't going to be at least inquiring. Uh, on some of these big name wide receivers. I think it's clearly the biggest need on the team. They need playmakers. They need speed. They need quickness. They need guys that are going to fit the strengths of Tua if Tua is going to be their quarterback. And even if Tua is not going to be their quarterback, they still need some significant upgrades in that wide receiver room. So uh, look, if if you can add at least one guy in free agency, It can give you a lot more flexibility as far as what you're going to do in the draft. If you don't add anybody in free agency at wide receiver, then you've put yourself into a position where you absolutely need to go wide receiver uh, in the draft. And if you don't go wide receiver early, you put yourself in a position where... You know the board might not fall the way that you want it to, and you end up risking things the way Miami did at the running back position last year when they tried to wait on running back to let uh, one of the one of the big three or four running backs fall to them later in the second round, and it didn't happen, and so they ended up just punting the position. Well, Miami can't really afford to punt the the wide receiver position, so I think if you if you can get a wide receiver that you know can come in and really be a complement to this to what you already have and be a difference maker you can add that in and then it it takes the pressure off a little bit uh and it gives you more flexibility as far as what you can do in the draft and that that that's just a really good thing because you don't want to be in a position where you have to take a player based out of need and you have to reach on a guy. Uh, look, the dolphins did that last year when they, when they took Austin Jackson with the 18th pick at left tackle, because in their head, they said, look, we we need to come out of this, uh, this first round with a tackle. And they reached on Austin Jackson and and look, Austin Jackson's really young and we don't know if he's going to pan out or not, but the early the, you know, the early reactions are that, you know, it was not a great first year for Austin Jackson at left tackle, so much so that we're, we're a year removed from that. And we're already talking about using the number three pick on another left tackle. So uh, it's important to, be, to put yourself in a position where you can take the best player available and not be pigeonholed into taking a guy just based on need.
0: Yeah, and I think we're going to go through these positions here and and talk about some of the guys that the Dolphins might be looking at or who they've been linked to uh and and we'll discuss that as we go position by position here. But if you've got somebody, if you've got a player that you think the Dolphins need to go after in free agency, go ahead and leave it in the comments. And uh, we, we'll share some of those. If you've got questions of, of what you would like to see the Dolphins do, or you think you've got something that you'd like to share, go ahead, and put it in the comments, and we'll get to some of those if we can, if we've got some time. Brian, I want to start here because the dolphins have been linked with a number of different players at a number of different positions, but really the position where they've been linked the most strongly is the running back position. The dolphins, no matter where you look, seem to be the consensus favorite to sign Aaron Jones, who was most recently with the, uh, with the Packers. And, uh, there was, of course, also recently a report by John Clayton that the Dolphins have interest in James Conner of the Steelers, and then there's a bunch of other guys out there running back as well. Brain, in one of our episodes right at the end of the season when we were just sort of speculating on this far-off free agency period, we talked about where you thought the Dolphins should spend money, and the thing that you said was you would be vehemently against the idea of the Dolphins spending money on free agency in a running back. Is Aaron Jones, who I think is only 26 years old, is he a guy that you might make an exception
1: to that theory for? It depends on the money. I mean, I, personally, I'm not crazy about it. I don't like spending the money on 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 a running back uh, really, you know, I don't really even like spending six or seven million dollars on a running back because it's just been shown so much that if you put the uh, if you, if you put the talent on the offensive line and you block well, that you can you can find running backs virtually anywhere. I mean, Miles Gaskin was a seventh round pick uh, two years ago, and in his second year in the league, look he, when he played. And granted, he had some durability issues. He he ha- he got banged up and he also had a bout with covid so he missed six games but in the 10 games that he played he averaged 18 touches he was right he was just under 100 yards of uh, from scrimmage in those games he was a very good back and that's not to say that we should go into this season with the plan of Miles Gaskin being our bell cow or being our number one running back but if you can get that out of Miles Gaskin then you know why do you need to spend big money on an Aaron Jones? Now, Aaron Jones, I think, is a good player, a really good player. And if if you brought in Aaron Jones, uh, I think he would absolutely be the bell cow, and I think he'd be getting a ton of touches. I think he'd be look you'd be looking at twenty touches a game for a guy from a guy like Aaron Jones, uh, and I think he'd be super productive, uh, but you know, if you're going to pay him upwards of 12, 13, 14 million, I mean, how much more productive would he be than, you know, Miles Gaskin or somebody that let's say you drafted, like whether it was a Najee Harris or a Travis ETN or, or a Javante Williams. Uh, so I, I look, if you can get Aaron Jones, like if the market, is not what he thinks it is or hopes it is and what his agent hopes it is and you can get him at you know eight or nine million dollars a year and at a number where the guaranteed money is is not outrageous and and you can get most of the guaranteed money out in the first two years so that if it doesn't pan out the way that you want it to you can pivot away from it after two years then I'm fine with it it It's a matter of how you how you uh, you structure the contract. but if you're gonna give this guy fourteen million dollars a year and because you're giving him fourteen million dollars a year, you feel the need to to manipulate the contract in a way that you're going to be backloading things and moving guaranteed money to the back of the contract so that you can add other guys in free agency. Well, that is the ultimate same old Dolphins thing to do. That's what this franchise has been doing for the last 20 years. And that would be an absolute travesty because even if Aaron Jones comes in and is a pro bowl talent for the next two years, if we're paying him that kind of money, I just don't know that it's going to make that much of a difference on this football team. Uh, And and I don't think you're going to win Super Bowls by paying big money to a running back. So you would be more in favor of the
0: Dolphins spending less money for a guy like, uh, like a James Conner. No, like no, 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 no. Good. I'm glad no, to hear you say that no, because no, no, when no. I heard we're the here. Dolphins were linked to
1: James Conner, I was like, get away no, from gross. James Conner. James Conner is younger Jordan Howard. It's the no. same. It's the same thing. No, my, my opinion in general on free agency uh, and it goes to the running back position too, a, a little bit less to the running back position because I think there are value guys that are out there. But in general, my philosophy with free agency is you're always going to overpay when you're in free agency. Almost always, unless you're really going the bottom of the barrel guys, the, the bargain basement uh, guys, you're going to be overpaying. So if you're going to overpay, overpay for really good talent. Don't overpay for mediocrity because James Conner is just a guy. Like Jane I don't know that James Conner is any better than Miles Gaskin, and then you're going to pay him what eight times the the amount <laughs> that you're I don't paying. Know that.
0: I don't know about that. The number that I heard bounced around was three or four million dollars a year, which is okay. Well, what's what's Miles Gaskin deal. making? Like I don't, I don't even 000? know what his hit is. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. is, 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 like it's, I mean, it's he's not a, much, round not a lot. Yeah, so, I yeah. mean, like, you can't tell me that James Conner is going to be five times better than 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 Miles Gaskin.
0: No. No, I think there's no chance. No chance at all. Uh, let's, let's move over to wide receiver because I think this is one of the areas where I think the Dolphins fans were really hoping to see the Dolphins make a big flashy signing and find a new overall number one receiver. But a couple of the big names that they were looking at got franchise tagged somewhat predictably uh, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin off the market franchise tagged by the bears and bucks. And so they're no longer available. So there are a lot of guys out there at receiver, but I don't know that there are a lot of true number one receivers available. And what I feel like is happening is you got a lot of really great number two and three receivers out there on the market and useful guys that can help a lot of teams out, but they're going to be getting they're going to be getting paid like number one receivers because of that's just what the market is right now for these receivers because there aren't a lot of elite wide receivers available. Um, there are guys that are available who are going to be really useful, and I think there are a, guy, a couple guys out there that I think could really help the Dolphins in particular, Juju Smith, Schuster, Curtis Samuel. These are guys that I'm looking for. I think even a guy like T Y Hilton could be useful, although maybe not as much as some of those other guys, but you really want the Dolphins to bring in wide receivers so that you can move guys like Jakeem Grant down on the depth chart. Right. I think, The Dolphins will have succeeded in free agency this year if Jakeem Grant is no longer a viable pass catcher for the Dolphins, right? (laughs) If he's relegated to only being a special teams guy, then that means the Dolphins have done what they needed to do at the wide receiver position. Um, The question is, are the Dolphins going to be willing to put out the money for these guys who are going to be number two type receivers when there are other teams that are, perhaps needier than the Dolphins and have more money to spend. So what are your thoughts on, on the wide receiver market right now and where it stands? Like, is it, are the, should the Dolphins go out of their way to bring in a Juju Smith Schuster, a Curtis Samuel, guys like that, or should the Dolphins sort of approach the wide receiver or a Kenny Galladay? I forgot, didn't even mention Kenny Dick Galladay, who the Lions did not franchise tag Galladay, who is very similar in a lot of ways to Devonte Parker. Do the Dolphins spend big and bring those guys in? Or do the Dolphins take the other tack, which is to uh, take a step back and, you know, kind of wait a little bit on receiver?
1: Yeah, this is really tough because the position is such a need for them, as I was saying before, that you don't want to put yourself in a position where you just let the market completely dry up and then you're not really adding anybody reliable. You don't want to overpay, uh, bringing somebody in that isn't going to make a difference. Otherwise you're really not helping yourself. Um, so like they've been linked to Kenny Galladay. Here's where I stand with Kenny Galladay. I like Kenny Galladay. And if you're going to bring Kenny Galladay in, um, I think it's I think it's redundant to what we already have, but I think he definitely you know he's definitely going to make the wide receiver room better. I don't know that he's necessarily a great fit for what we have with Tua. You can make the argument that you bring in a Kenny Kenny Galladay and it tips your hand a little bit as far as what the Dolphins are thinking at quarterback, because then maybe maybe they're not bringing him in to be a fit for Tua. Maybe they're bringing him in to be a fit for Deshaun Watson. Um, What I'll say is if they bring in a Kenny Galladay what I think is the writings on the wall for Devante Parker uh, as far as this being the last year of Devante Parker here, because I don't think that you're going to re-sign Devante Parker next year if you're bringing in a Kenny Galladay this year. So if that's what they're thinking, then I, I don't really have a problem with it because I do think Kenny Galladay, Ken, Kenny Galladay while he's similar to Devante Parker, he has shown more production. To this point in his career uh and i believe that he's a slight upgrade on him now the problem there is that kenny galladay is looking is projected to make about double what Devonte parker is making and i don't think he's twice the receiver that Devonte parker is so right. i'm not really crazy about that juju smith schuster is intriguing to me but Again, I, that not a guy that I want to spend $15 million a year on. So it's, you know, I, am not crazy about that either. So, you know, they, the dolphins might be in a situation where they have to overpay to get one of those guys, or they're looking at guys like Curtis Samuel and T Y Hilton. And the thing with Curtis Samuel, he's projected to get a contract around $8 million a year. Um, Thus far in his career, I don't know that he's worth that, uh, you know, that number. Uh, But if, if the Dolphins have a plan to use him right, he certainly has the talent to where he could be a really good piece for Miami. He can do a lot of things. But is he redundant when you consider the Dolphins, you know, traded for Lynn Bowden Jr.? last year, and Lynn Bowden Jr. actually showed some flashes, and so do they want to stunt the growth of Lynn Bowden Jr.? I actually kind of like, and maybe I'm biased being that I'm an FIU guy, but I'm a, I am ai kind of like the idea of waiting a little bit and seeing if you can get a T.Y. Hilton at a bargain for like a six or seven million dollars for, you know, one or two years, because I I still believe that he's got some juice left and I think that playing with Philip Rivers really capped what, you know, what his ceiling was because he's a guy that can not just do things underneath in the slot, but is also a legit deep, deep, uh, deep ball threat you know he is a legit home run threat and i don't think that that necessarily goes away and i'll tell you one other thing i i remember look uh, about a week or two ago when the news it was like a rumor about uh the seattle seahawks potentially shopping tyler lockett and having interest in miami's you know multiple second round picks and my initial thought was multiple second round picks get the hell out of here i'm not training multiple (laughs) second round pick Um, But I'll tell you what, the more I look at this wide receiver market, look, I'm still not trading multiple second round picks, but I would trade a second round pick for Tyler Lockett and drop him next to Devontae Parker and Preston Williams and the rest of our receiving core and then go out and draft, you know, either a Jalen Waddell or a Jamar Chase or or a Devontae Smith or even uh, a Bateman uh, in the first round of this draft and and be really good with it and be really good with the improvements that we've made on our, you know, in our receiving room. So I, I think we need to do our inquiring over there because Seattle is a team that uh, is strapped for cash right now. Um, and if they are indeed shopping Tyler Lockett, call him up, see, you know, we'll, can we get him for number 50? If they're going to play hardball, they say, OK, well, we'll give you we want a second, but we'll, we need number 36. I think I'd trade number 36 for Tyler Lockett.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I guess I need to think about that. It it that. It feels like that could, be, that could work out. Could work out. I, I like Curtis Samuel. I think he's the kind of burner that the Dolphins need. They need that kind of stretch the field guy. Um, and I feel like that could be really useful for us. But uh, I don't want to spend too, too much time talking about wide receivers because we got other positions to talk about. We got to talk about center. What do you think the Dolphins are going to do at center? Well, <laughs> I mean, you, you can go after Corey. Lind- this is well. the thing you said you don't really want him to go and spend a lot of money on Aaron Jones. You don't really want him to go and spend a lot of money on a Curtis Samuel or a Juju Smith Schuster. Would you feel okay with the dolphins go out and spend some money on a guy like Corey Lindsley who
1: immediately becomes the best offensive lineman on the team? So I would, um, again, you got to, you got to factor in what the money would be. Typically. I, I think you're probably looking at like maybe 10 million a year or whatever. I feel more confident spending $10 million on a really good center that you can feel like you, you're going to have around for three, four years. Uh, and, and you can, I, I think he affects the game more than, than a running back. Um the, the question there is whether or not he's a fit on this Dolphins uh, offensive line based on the prototypes that they seem to be uh, focused on because they seem to prefer size. And obviously, Corey Lindsley is a very good center in this league. He's proven to be a very good center in this league. But, uh, you know, is stylistically, is he what the Dolphins are trying to build? Like it looks like what the Dolphins want is a big, massive, kick-your-ass offensive line that's just going to maul you. That's what we're trying to build. And that's not really Corey Lindsley. He's more of a a little bit of an undersized guy, can can get out in space, is really good with technique. He's obviously a very cerebral uh, guy. Um He would be a really good addition and I'd have no problem with it. Uh, if that's where the Dolphins wanted to go, I have no problem with the Dolphins spending their resources on the offensive line and drafting weapons, uh, like, you know, running back and wide receiver, uh, you know, going heavy on that in the draft. Uh, but I don't know that 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 that's going to be the direction that they go. Um, so really when I look at the money situation, (laughs) um, as, as much as people are probably like, we need we look we need weapons. We need, we spent all this you know attention and spent all these resources on the defensive side of the ball last year. I, I I look at it and I say, the best value to me out there to spend money on is is a guy like Levante David uh, at linebacker. Um, but I don't know that that's necessarily where they want to go because I don't know that they necessarily value the position. Um, and, and I don't know that, uh, they want to spend that much money on the defensive side of the ball. I think they want to put some money on the offensive side of those. So if they're gonna spend some money on the offensive side of the ball, look, uh, maybe, maybe it is Aaron Jones. If you can get him at a discount, I just don't want to spend $14 million on a, a year on Aaron Jones. That's all. Yeah.
0: That's my thought on Aaron Jones. If, if it, I, I am also not, Terribly high on the idea of spending a lot of money on a running back to bring him in, but if you can get Aaron Jones, if there is a way that you can structure that deal so that after two years, if you're not getting the play from him that you were paying for, that you can move on from him and not be saddled with enormous cap hits after that, um, I think you're you you know it may be something that could be structured in a way to make it advantageous to the Dolphins. Um, let's let's take a look at the other side of the ball linebacker edge safety there are guys out there there's jadavian Clowney out there in the world there's levante david as you said out there in the world there are there, there's a handful of safeties out there in the world what of those positions where do you think you see the dolphins going you mentioned levante david as a guy that you're high on um what do you think this these feel like areas where the dolphins are probably going to go the free agent route Maybe not the big name guys. They might be spending, you know, a little bit less money to to fill those positions, but it, it feels like these are areas that the Dolphins are going to be more likely to address uh, through free agency than, or otherwise they're filling them with late round draft picks.
1: Well, I mean we've got a lot of draft picks and we may have more draft picks by the time draft day rolls around depending on you know we might we have do. fewer draft picks by the time draft day <laughs> that's, that's also true. But um you know there's a very good chance that we trade back from number 3 and get more draft capital and and have more top 100 picks. So um th- there are there are ways that there are all there are guys that the Dolphins can target at virtually every big position of need you know at linebacker whether it's Micah Parsons whether it's Barrett Browning um whether if it's wide receiver obviously we've talked about the big four three or four wide receivers we talked about the running backs there are guys there that the Dolphins can can target um it but but at the end of the day you, you cut Kyle Van Noy to spend money so you know that they're gonna spend money, and the question is where are they gonna spend it? I don't think you spend it on an edge rusher because the way this defense is built, first off, Andrew Van Ginkle really stepped up and and took his game to another level this year. And he's your he's essentially he's a he he's an edge guy. He's your think- sub. Sub package linebacker edge guy. But what you want is you want another speed rush specialist. But this, the way this defense is built, it's not built for a speed rush specialist to be playing 70 to 80 percent of the snaps. It's built for a guy like that to play about 40 to 50 percent of the snaps, so you're not going to spend big money on a pass rush specialist right now. It makes more sense to draft a guy like that and maybe find somebody that's a bargain for, like, you know, three to $5 million that can, that you can plug into that role uh on obvious passing downs. And he plays like 30 to 40% of the snaps. I, I don't think going after a Jadavian Clowney or a Yannick and I don't think that that's going to be in the cards because I just think that's way too much money to spend on a position that I don't think is, is really valued for this particular defense.
0: Well, at any rate that, Levante David re-signed with with Tampa this week, so he's off the table anyway. So there you go. Who who signed? Uh, Levante David. Oh, he did. Apparently, I'm not not as
1: tuned in as I said I was. (laughs) Well, screw it. Screw it. Matt Milano. (laughs)
0: <laughs> about Matt Milano just resigned to Buffalo <laughs> the other day, so here's go. another one. It's another Bargain one basement, the table.
1: baby. Bargain basement. We're oh, not yeah, spending good... online. Micah Parsons and Browning all day.
0: Yeah. We're so doing, what? Doing, what? Do it through the draft, baby. Mike. Mike had a really great, um, had a really great uh, metaphor that he used the other day. He's like, Are the Dolphins going to be shopping uh, on Rodeo Drive, or are they going to be shopping at Walmart? And when it comes to linebacker, the Dolphins are shopping a line uh, at, at Walmart, baby. Getting Absolutely. those Walmart guys out there. That's fantastic. I love it. Well going to Big Lots. That's it. <laughs> Dolphins, are good. Dolphins are picking up linebackers, uh, and and safeties. We're gonna go, we're gonna go shopping at Big Lots to get those guys. Might go to Rodeo Drive when it comes to wide receiver and, and running back. Although, let's be honest, we're we're gonna be going to uh we might be paying Rodeo Drive prices for you know macy's talent at wide receiver this year I, I don't know this metaphor is getting away from me um i think it's getting late sure. in the show it might be just about time to wrap it up <laughs> but um yeah so that's that's kind of a rough overview of where things are in free agency for your Miami Dolphins as we get ready to head into free agency by then by early next week we're going to hear things monday tuesday we're going to know really early in the week what is happening and where the hints and whispers are, and where there's smoke, and where there's fire, we're going to know, and we're going to know pretty quickly. And so we'll probably have, well, listen, we're going to have you covered, as we always do, over at DolphinsTalk.com. No matter what happens, as news breaks, that's the place that you want to go to get all of the latest Miami Dolphins news and information. It's there at DolphinsTalk.com. Make sure you're visiting every single day, maybe multiple times a day, particularly early next week as the news starts coming thick and fast as it always is likely to do but we're going to try to get together and do another show might not be another live stream like this this was an opportunity for the brain and i to hop on here and test out this new software so if there was some um hiccups and, and speed bumps along the way we apologize for that this is our first live show so hopefully we're uh you know we're doing okay with it hopefully it's, it's coming across it's it you're feeling pretty good you're enjoying it um leave us a comment leave us some leave us a review on on youtube hi youtube it's good to see you um facebook twitter leave us your comments leave us your thoughts we we, we love to hear from you uh, our good friends three kids are a blessing got the full name in <laughs> the full name got the n and the g in there thank you three kids are a blessing it's fantastic he says we're doing a good job. So we appreciate that. Um, but yeah, leave us some feedback. We like to hear how it's going and we're going to see what we can do. We're going to try to do some more of these as we go through the offseason, get some draft shows going. And uh, we're going to you know, make all of these things happen for you and try to get some more podcasts in here. It's going to be a busy few weeks. So I think you can expect a lot more audio content over at DolphinsTalk.com for the next couple weeks or so and then we'll get into a little bit of a lull and then the draft will happen and there'll be a lot of talk around the draft and then things will slow down again but then we'll get into training camp and things will ramp up as we head towards the 2021 season so everybody thank you all for joining for uh,
1: uh, joining us today
0: brain why don't you remind everybody where they can find you uh
1: it's right there on the bottom right
0: of your screen it says that's right at aaron the brain
1: on, on twitter, twitter. Well, we say they can find you there, but you're very rarely there nowadays. Look, man, uh, you know uh, when when it's football season, I'm on there. When it's when the games are on, I'm on there. But Aaron, it, it's it, it, always it's always football season. This is America, I mean, yeah, well, like, even even during like the actual football season. Like I'm really not on there unless I'm like actually watching the game live. You're there on I mean, Sunday. I'm there, there on, on Sunday. Sunday. I'm I'm a gamer, baby. <laughs> That's it. What are we? T- the rest of the rest of the week and the rest of the year. You know, in the, in the words of Alan Iverson, we talk about practice. Practice, practice.
0: Fantastic. Not Fine, a game. <laughs> Not a game. He is who we thought he was. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. The show is right there at the top of your screen at Same Old Dolphins. We invite you to follow along with us on Twitter. Thank you to all of you who have done so. Don't forget, you'll be able to catch this show on demand on YouTube shortly after we go off the air. should be able to access it on Facebook.com slash Sam Old Dolphins as well. So make sure that you join us over there. And uh, last but not least... As always, make sure that you download, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere that you get your podcasts. We appreciate you joining us. We appreciate you tuning in. We will talk to you next week when we start to know some things. Some of the dominoes are going to start to fall. Things are falling into place. The 2021 Miami Dolphins, it's coming together, baby. It's coming together. And I'm still feeling confident that these are not, in fact, going to be. The same old dolphins. Time will. But until next weekend, or until next week, rather, or next time, whenever that might be, take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye, bye, everybody. Go, dolphin! Miami's
1: got the dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from. we